Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of Tiger Pops. And today we have Laura, who's been on before, and Sheila, who has not been on before. And I'll let them say hi. Hello, this is Laura again. I was on episode 22 before, and I'm so happy to be back for today's episode. Um, and just another quick intro. I'm, I just turned 32. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have two cats. I'm married, and I am so obsessed with Midnight Poppy Land. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, my name is Shayla. I haven't been on the podcast before, but I am super excited to be doing my first one. I am super obsessed with Midnight Poppy Land. And a little bit about me. I live in northern Utah. I am an insurance agent. I have two kids, one eight-year-old and a three-year-old fur baby. Um, And I guess I should probably share how I ran into the webtoon. Um, I was like most of you I've heard (laughs) scrolling through Facebook. Um, and I actually remember the panel that I saw. It was the panel where, uh, Tora and Poppy are holding hands and he says something like, I've never held someone's hand before something like that. And I was like, what? That's what got me. Cause I was like, this cannot be real like this is probably one of those super corny you know love stories and I was like (laughs) I have to get in on it I have to see like what is going on and as soon as I read that first episode the first chapter I was hooked I couldn't drop it (laughs) I'm a fast passer and I'm my obsession my obsession is um absolutely real (laughs) (laughs) yeah same those Facebook ads really worked for a lot of us they did yeah Yeah. suck you into this world of I don't even know what but I love it (laughs) you know what's funny as I was actually looking at my saved posts and I was scrolling back and I realized I saved the post that made me check out Minute Poppy Land apparently I had saved it and then I checked it out at some point later that and it was the exact same post as the balcony post as well I don't remember what post um got me sucked in I just remember seeing the ad for it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was so cool. It was like, I felt like it was like uncovering some history, you know, like I'd forgotten that I'd saved it, but like, there it is. I kept it saved out of nostalgia. <laughs> that was the thing I got me. <laughs> great marketing, Facebook, great marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So we start out this uh, episode actually kind of gives us a recap by itself. Usually I have to recap the previous episode, but really Poppy does it for us. It starts out, we see Poppy... Um, first she's in the background and in the foreground we see her laundry hamper and it looks like it's probably Tora's sweatshirt there um it looks like something I don't know it's actually kind of too light to be a sweatshirt but let's assume it's a sweatshirt (laughs) (laughs) that's what most people are speculating but yeah like you said it's not the same color so I don't know or maybe it's just in a different lighting so it looks like a different color right but it's highlighted a couple times in the beginning of this episode so i'm assuming it's important so Mm -hmm. too you can see everything's blurred out and like it's very focused on this hamper and the piece of clothing in it 
Yeah, so I agree. I'm assuming it's either the sweatshirt or something else that's important. I can't think of anything else that would be important. So ergo, must be the sweatshirt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, and Poppy's sitting there in the back. She's sitting on the floor with her pillow at her computer and she's typing. And you also see, it looks like she has this paint splattered canvas in front of her, which makes sense given that we know that she paints and also, um, well, we'll find out in a bit what she was painting. And she's telling us, well, she's thinking that it's been a few days since her meeting with Mr. Lamb and she still doesn't know what she's doing. And she looks anxious. You know, she's looking at the computer screen. She says, <laughs> she's, she describes it as the blank screen of doom, which many of us can relate to. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she's done a whole bunch of research, but she's prolonging the inevitable, Amantai. Right. And I think by prolonging the inevitable is, you know, last time Mr. Lamb showed her a picture of who we assume is Quincy. Right. We pretty much guess it's Quincy. And she it seems like she doesn't want to contact him. Seems like she's nervous about that. Oh, I wasn't sure. Um, so do you think she knows at this point that it's Quincy? So because I, I wasn't sure if, if Mr. Lamb showed her the picture or if it was just like the name. So I also wasn't sure. I um, I thought when as soon as she showed it, he showed it to her, and she was like, "Okay, you leave it to me." I thought that meant that she recognized him. It was a picture, and that she was like, "Okay, I know him. I'll do it." And then especially now when she says, "I'm pulling in the inevitable," that's what I thought. Then a little bit later, some stuff. The fact that I think she says later she doesn't know what to do. I was like, "Okay, wait." So she she didn't see the picture. But then we do see later, like a good couple episodes later, we do see that it was a picture. So we don't know at this point, but. I'm kind of giving it away. We do know that it was a picture. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So then maybe I'm prolonging the inevitable. She just doesn't know how to approach Quincy. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what, what she's thinking. You're right. <laughs> and, you know, if you put your hand like on her cheeks, she has this little squishy cheeks, which is cute. You can see why Toro likes to squish them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, she has so much for leaving it to me. And she's looking at her phone, which I think to me is like, you know, she's thinking like she could text him because he did give her his number, but she doesn't want to yet. And then we have oh. here, yeah, like the panel of her phone, right? You know, I think, you know, yeah. panels are there for, for reasons. <laughs> right. I was curious about that because it was like, why is it highlighting her phone? Or is it just showing that her attention is going towards the book? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think you, I, I think that's right. She's like, maybe I could just text him. Okay. Then she looks at the book. Yeah, and the book is obviously a an Easter egg because it's called The Secret Garden, which is what Lily calls her um, not safe for work Patreon level. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> it's totally appropriate because, you know, Quincy writes racy novels and Secret Garden is obviously, you know, Lily's racy content. So it's mm -hmm. very cute. <laughs> I think another uh, Easter egg within the Easter egg is a, it's called a collection of novelettes. And all of those um, NSFW posts are just like little... <laughs> like self-contained stories also. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, so she's sitting there and reading it. She's like, okay, let's see what the fuss is all about. And then she's like, oh, so hot in here. Which, you know, that's typically the kind of thing you say after you read Quincy's stuff, <laughs> not before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's been clues um, from the first panel of this chapter that it's really hot. Like her balcony door is open. She's sweating. Uh, and then she overtly says, oh, it's hot. <laughs> right. She's also wearing the tank top and shorts, so we can assume it's Right. And she lives, like, <laughs> yeah. where they said, like, on the third floor or fifth floor or something like that. It's usually hot, like, you know, the higher up you are. Oh, yeah. 
So now she is really worried about, I think, you know, we were saying she's anxious. Now you kind of see her, her thought process because she thinks, you know, what could a tiny startup like Giant Goldfish offer to a famous novelist? He probably earns more in a year than I ever dream of making in a lifetime. So I think she's anxious about like, okay, even if she does have Quincy's contact information, what is she going to tell him that's going to be persuasive? Right. Yeah, this makes more sense knowing that, assuming that she knows Quincy and QB Nyoko are the same person. And she's seen it, um, which is super fancy. Yes. Yeah. And I was curious, um, the giant goldfish is bolded. So I was like, is there some significance to the name giant goldfish? Well, I mean, I know like Gil, you know, so I didn't point this out. I can't remember who said it, but, you know, Gil is um, like the, the, you know, where the fish breathe from and giant goldfish. I didn't connect that till way later. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. But I don't, I don't think, uh-huh. I can't think of anything beyond, you know, just like the, the pun for Gil's name. Okay. Well, I thought about it for a little bit because um, I've heard somewhere that goldfish, well, goldfish usually are like um, small. So it seems like kind of an oxymoron, a giant goldfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard somewhere that goldfish can get fairly large if they have a big enough tank. Um, so I don't know if this is like a little... If, if Lily put this much thought into it, but I thought about the name of the giant goldfish and I looked up goldfish facts. <laughs> so just bear with me for a second. Okay. So I learned that goldfish do most of their growing in the first year of life. Um, and so if we like do that parallel to this tiny startup, like did they just start? Have they been around for a couple years? We don't really know. Um, but usually businesses grow after lots of years of work. So maybe it's still in the process of getting bigger. Um, and goldfish also grow depending on how much access they have to fresh water. So like how big the tank is and Naren city is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's mentioned in episode 30 that Gil didn't clench any of the deals that he wanted and the market was too saturated and the competition was insane. So there's like lots, the tank quote unquote, the metaphorical metaphorical tank is really big. Um, but also goldfish grow depending on how often the water is cleaned so maybe Poppy is the new hire that kind of brings a cleansing effect to the company. Hmm. Um, and this could be some foreshadowing, like mentioning giant goldfish and then QB Nyokyo, like how can we bring them on? What could we offer? Like, is that foreshadowing like he will come on later? Um, and then if they do bring him on, that would help this tiny little goldfish startup grow to be a giant goldfish. Oh, I like that. I like that too. That's like, that's deep. <laughs> I love how you looked up goldfish facts. That's that's so researched and like organized. Right. Because when I read obsessed. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, when I read this, I just read it as oh, Poppy is just saying like giant goldfish, like it's nothing that big of a deal, you know what I mean? So I didn't really even dive into the meaning and all of that. That's really awesome. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. It just occurred to me, I realized maybe um, koi, the koi fish that are on like Tora's tattoos, maybe that could be like a giant goldfish. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I think I might have read that somewhere also. So don't attribute it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like at the the very first chapter, it opens, all the dots are connected. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Bringing it together. <laughs> right. Yep. 
So anyway, Poppy's on the floor. And one thing that, you know, people like to see, so her bed looks made, but like she has some clothing on the floor besides for like the, the paint rag. She also just has some random clothing on the floor and like her notebooks, which people, you know, some, I've heard them say, people like say, oh, that, oh, I like to see that Poppy's apartment is messy. I'm like, messy, that's not messy. That's like two clothing on the floor. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is and from this angle, um, the the little article of clothing that's poking out of the hamper, it does look more like it could be Tora's jacket. Yeah. It's more of the it coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's assume it was the sunlight <laughs> before. So anyway, Poppy's on the floor, and now she's, you know, she has her eyes wide open, and she says, oh. And then she continues reading, and she's blushing, and she's like, oh. <laughs> and her hand is on her belly, like, it's giving her butterflies or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, she says to herself, she puts it over her mouth, and she, like, gasps, and she's like, oh, my goodness, this is so racy. <laughs> and giggle. I can't believe Mrs. Lamb's been reading the same kind of trashy novels that I have. And that means, like, yeah, that means you guys up there now, shush. And there's like a lot <laughs> of novels where their back is like the spine is turned in. All of them. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, read anything else but trashy novels? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I think Quincy would argue that they are romance and literature. <laughs> God, I thought it was hilarious when he called it. I'm, I'm trying not to be a snob because I was a big snob and then I read Midnight Poppin' Land and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I was so judgmental. Like I, I was really judgmental because I read like only classic literature before. But anyway, I still don't think I would consider erotica necessarily literature <laughs> unless it comes with, I mean, unless it comes with like, uh, you know, unless the rest of it is deep and profound and, you know, complex. Like obviously erotica can be anywhere, can be in any kind of literature, but Somehow I don't think that's what Quincy is writing, but anyhow, but I thought I won't judge Quincy too much. He's such a cutie pie. <laughs> uh, I also love this callback um, because we had seen the turned around um, books in a previous episode in, in 27. And I remember being curious, like, why are some of her books turned around? <laughs> why aren't the spine showing? But um, then it's explained right here. <laughs> she doesn't want people to see her smutty. For smutty books. <laughs> you guys, I am so slow because I saw it before and I wondered why she did that. And I saw it here, but I didn't connect the dots. Until <laughs> just recently, I was like, oh, that's what it is. And I read this like back in July, I think. Well, that's, yeah, that's the beauty of this comic is that there's so many things, like little things you can pick up on. And it, it has high re- reread value just like i read it so many times over and over again so you can make those connections yeah no shame mm-hmm. very true so then she tests herself she's like wait a minute this is lamb the painting i forgot all about it and then she rushes to you see well, actually you see more piles of clothing on the floor so fine i guess that's that is kind of a lot, a lot of clothes and she <laughs> is pointing at she sees that she's touching the canvas she says great the paint's mostly dry i still got a couple hours left for the finishing touch she decides that she's going to go to the rooftop. So she takes the painting and she takes her, you know, paintbrushes and she goes, right. She says, you know, like you were saying, the balcony door is open and now she's looking at it. But I have to say, I love her sense of decor, like that, that stool that she has and like the plants. I don't know. She's just really, she's just got a beautiful apartment. I'm happy that she does. <laughs> and she takes mm-hmm. care of her plants, you know, because they're alive. <laughs> they like, <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. They're alive. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So she decides she closes the balcony door and she locks it because she remembers what Tora had told her about, you know, security. So you see, like, his words made an impact on her. 
Yeah. And um, I was so curious what the painting was. And I was like, Lily, why aren't you showing us the painting? <laughs> and these panels here, what a tease. Still not showing us. <laughs> yep. But you do see like her adorable tank top with animals on it. You see the like the biggest one right here in this panel. I think it kind of moves around, but whatever. On the chest, this is her a big tiger, big cute mm -hmm. little tiger. <laughs> yes. Oh, while well, she's thinking of Tora and the <laughs> advice that he gave her. Yep. And then yeah. she goes, she thinks of Tora even more because she's, you know, it goes back to what she was thinking when she was lying on the floor. She read his lips were perfect. They looked as perfect as they tasted. And his song and his strong, fierce gaze lowered. His eyes softened and his long lashes cast feathery shadows across high angular cheekbones. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then she's thinking of. It perfectly describes him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I saw somewhere. I think it might have been on Facebook. Um, someone theorized that Quincy uh, draws inspiration from Torah to write. Well, how could he not? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I thought that was really cool. No, because, yeah, this perfectly, perfectly <clears throat> describes Torah. Yep. <laughs> And, you know, she's like, she's blushing and it's so hard that she's just like, has this adorable, I guess some people call it the Pikachu face. She like, she blushes and she kind of like runs. <laughs> she goes, God, she runs out of the room. She's like, she's so embarrassed of herself. And I think also she's um, probably sexually frustrated a little bit over here, you know, thinking about how attractive he is. <laughs> oh, probably, especially after her breakup with um, jewelry. Well, I don't know. Which was fairly recent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard not to be around him and not, um, you know, be attracted. Sure, sure. <laughs> and then, like you pointed out, the tiger on her shirt has moved. So now it's on the back of her shirt. And I wonder if that's um, maybe symbolizing, like, she's trying to turn her back on Tora. She's, like, so embarrassed. Like you said, a little sexually frustrated. I don't know. <laughs> He's right there. He'll never get away. He'll <laughs> <laughs> So now she's up on the rooftop and this panel, there's a panel of the monkey backpack. I was sure that Lily put it in here because the notebook must was in there. Um, but I'm kind of gonna, okay, I know we're up to episode like 32 and like, I shall try not to give stuff away. But anyway, that's what I thought when I read this kind of think differently now, but we'll just leave it at that. I still, I don't know. I don't know if Lily put this monkey backpack. I thought originally, you know, to show us, okay, the notebook's in there. I am, you know, maybe it's now, now I think it's just, I don't know, red herring, but who knows? We'll find out or we won't. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just showing that she brought her painting supplies up, up to the roof, but mm -hmm. it is curious that it's highlighted by itself. Um, mm -hmm. So I had a couple of thoughts on it. My initial thought was um, like you, Mindy, that's, you know, that's where she keeps the notebook. She has it with her. That's kind of what it is. Um, on second thought though, um, after reading through all of the episodes that were there, I was like, maybe it's just to emphasize Poppy's personality because we do see that she shows um, her phone with like the unicorn um, cover and whatnot. And we see these, you know, really funny shirts that she wears, really cute shirts that she wears. And here's her backpack, which is like a monkey with red ears. Um, and I thought maybe it's just to show, I guess, that side of Poppy a little bit more. Oh, yeah, it could be. And it could be like a, a very big contrast between her and like her cutesy self mm -hmm. and then Tora, who's like not cutesy, <laughs> <laughs> like way more serious. Yeah. Hmm. 
I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, now she's um, looking at her painting and she says, hmm, I think I'm almost done, but it still feels kind of incomplete. And she starts painting it and then she's like, oh, shoot, what time is it? And then she's like, oh, I wasn't watching the time. This really going to go for less than an hour, which I'm assuming she was painting for a while because she said like she first said she has a few hours and now she's back down to one hour. So I'm guessing she's uh-huh. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now I'm also like really attentive to the tiger on her shirt. Now. <laughs> so, oh, shoot, what time is it? And then there's a little tiger poking up at the bottom of the frame. So I wonder if like, I don't know if Lily moved the um, animals around on her shirt on purpose or if it was just like an inconsistent print. But I'd like to think that this is a, a little foreshadowing for the next upcoming panels. <laughs> a little tour of tiger. Mm-hmm. So she's thinking like, oh, he's flying off in less than an hour, which, by the way, um, as somebody who like has been flying a lot, anytime you're going anywhere, like if, if the flight leaves in less than an hour, like he's gone. Like in my, in my, you're supposed to be at the airport like two hours before for international flight, an hour, like, and uh, the airport is not exactly like down the block, you know, but whatever. <laughs> I'll leave it. Maybe, maybe an errand. I don't know. Maybe she really is close. No, she isn't. We know she isn't, but whatever. Doesn't maybe, matter. maybe she knows that he's taking a private flight. If he's like the super successful businessman, maybe has a private jet or something, he has a little bit more leeway. Okay. Could be. <laughs> something that I do like on this panel, though, which is a little off track, is I hadn't noticed before up until this episode that you can actually see like the ocean from mm-hmm. the top. And I thought that was really nice. Um, maybe it was there before and I just didn't see it. Um, but this is where I noticed it. Yeah. I don't know if we saw it, but she she did mention to Tori that the river is right there. So... Yeah, so she mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's a great view. We we saw she has a great view. Mm-hmm. So now she's like, well, maybe she should mail it, but then what if he doesn't receive it or it gets tossed out by his assistants? You know, she's kind of worried about it. And you know, she's flashing back to the picture. There's a picture of Mr. Lamb and his wife when they're younger, and he says it's one of the rare photos we took when they were younger. I wish I don't look so gloomy here. And Poppy's like, you do look a little creepy. That's what you're referring to. <laughs> okay, Poppy's. So awkward, very blunt. <laughs> Mr. Lamb's like, you were very kind. Not. I think laugh so hard. <laughs> Listen, he was talking to her before. He deserves it. You know, you can get a taste of his new medicine. <laughs> and, and then the next panel. Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Um, I was... Um, really surprised that Poppy asked for the photo. I don't know that I would ever ask someone like, oh, can I keep this photo of you? <laughs> um, it just seemed really forward. I, I don't know if she was trying to make impression or, I mean, I guess we see that she was working on a, a painting. She had an idea, oh, I could fix this for him, which just shows that Poppy, um, I guess, like, has is a creative person obviously if she's a writer but also with her painting and so she gets creative ideas quickly it seems like it was like really she didn't think about it for very long um and it's just really a thoughtful thing to do yeah it really is i mean poppy is a thoughtful person and like you know we, we've seen her be thoughtful to torah which makes sense because you know he's she's attracted to him or she likes him but to be thoughtful to mr lamb it's something nice you know we know that she wants him like to be on the good side for the business deal but she also, I think, is genuinely nice. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about yeah. Poppy. I feel like it emphasizes in this panel. It's not um, like she feels forced to kind of like what you guys mentioned, get on his good side or do something good for him or, you know what I mean? She's very 
on the spot. I feel like she doesn't have to think about these little acts of caring, you know? They just happen. They're genuine. They're right there. They're on the spot. That's a good point. And that's probably part of what draws Torah to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Like, I also think, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So she's the kindness that he's never been shown in his life before. Right. And it's real kindness. It's not force. Like, oh, I have to do this because you are this person, or I have to do this because of your status, or because there's something in it for me. It's like genuine kindness, you know? Like, I just, I want to make you feel good. Oh, he's sweet. There, I love him. He's so sweet. <laughs> and it shows that Poppy is also kind of a romantic, just as a remembrance of a beautiful love story. Oh, that is very sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and we see that she's painted, she's fixed the painting. You know, she, she made him smile. <laughs> she says that in the movie, it like, this is a creeper. And <laughs> she starts to self-doubt again, you know, because, you know, we see Poppy and we, we see all of her good traits, but she is still young and she does have self-doubts. And we see, you know, um, we know, we know why some of those self-doubts are present. Um, <clears throat> jewelry, just saying. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, she's thinking to herself, is it arrogant of me to think this is something he might even want to have? So, and then, then she, I like how she stops herself. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you recognize when you're being anxious for not a very good reason. And she tells herself, you know, stop feeling sorry for yourself and get back to work, which is nice. And then she gets a phone call. Ta-da! <laughs> and she picks up while she's painting. And we hear Arya home and we know who it is. <laughs> and you know she's excited I, I think she looks excited she definitely looks shocked she's like Tora and she's like yes I am home and where are you now and you know she stammers a little bit and we see this you know it's beautiful shots by the way I, I, I just love the realistic um, view here you know this is an apartment building there's tons of sunlight um, you know the shadows are perfect the sky is like it's just everything is really beautiful and realistic here it is really pretty and going back up just a couple panels, we see the tiger on her shirt again. <laughs> Are you home? And there's a little tiger over her heart. Oh, oh my gosh, that is true. And, and that actually I did not notice on my own. I saw I got that from someone on Patreon, uh, Emily Basso. Yeah. Thank you, Emily Basso. That <laughs> <laughs> was so cute. <laughs> and then like you were saying, Mindy, the, the really pretty shots of like just the scenery and like the, her building and background and stuff i wonder also if that's um to show i don't know poppy's like by herself or just to show how pretty it is oh oh actually i do have another thought another thing that people mentioned on patreon i was looking through the comments um poppy's is the only apartment that has distinction like it has mm-hmm. plants yeah everyone else is the same so cool. um so what I what I got from this panel, because I noticed that too, but I think it took me like three rereads <laughs> before I actually caught on to it. Um, it's plants. And I think there's a little bit of symbolism there, kind of to the joke that I was making earlier. Um, it's funny that Lily chose plants to be, you know, Poppy's go-to for decoration. Um, because you do need to have some level of care and attention, you know, to keep them alive. Um and she has them all and they're so, you know, they look really pretty, I think. Um, and it just kind of shows looking at every, you know, every other balcony around hers, how hers 
has that little like spunk of life, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that's nice. Like she's a nurturing yeah. person. She wants yeah. to take care of things. Exactly. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I, I didn't quite know. I mean, I kind of, I guess, subconsciously noticed, but yeah, I didn't, I never thought, consciously thought about it. That's great. But... So anyway, so he says he's outside and then, you know, she says outside where? And we see Tora leaning, you know, he has, this time he has a blue car and we you know we'll learn more about that car a bit later, but we did notice it's not his usual car. And he's leaning outside the gate. He's super tall, by the way. He's like just as tall as the gate. Right. <laughs> He's like inside your apartment building and then now he's looking up and while she says what really what are you doing here and you see him looking up at her apartment he's like stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> Tora, you know basically i love this because when i first read this i was like oh tora you just like can't stay away from her you just want to see her. <laughs> so cute i wonder um so he is really trying to be honest with her whenever he can. So I don't know if this is him like teasing her, like, oh, I'm just doing stuff. And they're, it, they have a cute little banter. Uh-huh, you're a real busy guy, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Or if he really was doing something shady, but he didn't want to say anything. So he just said stuff. Yeah. I don't know. We find out a bit later what he was up to before. I don't know if it was necessarily in her area. I think he, it seems like he just um, really just didn't want to see her. He, he was doing stuff mm-hmm. before that was shady, but I don't think it was necessarily close to her. I think he just wanted to pop by and see his lovey dove. I think he could just. Can't do you think that's why he? Oh, go on. Yeah, I do think so. Um, oh no, 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 wait. No, never mind. There was a reason that he wanted to come see her. Uh, fine, we find out later. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> but then, go... yes, at the end, um, towards the end, you were saying like we learn later on in future episodes what he was doing right before he came to see her. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why he's smoking? Because normally he mm-hmm. smokes when he's stressed out. Could be. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Could be. So yep. something that I like about this panel though, um, where he hears her saying, uh-huh, you're a real busy guy, aren't you? I don't think we get very many few shots of this look on Tora's face, but he doesn't look like his normal, um, uh, what do you say? Like his normal, his normal self where he's usually like, expressionless or like he genuinely looks happy in this panel oh yeah he does he does Mm -hmm. he has there's like a there so he's laughing you know he he's it's so great yeah they agree to see like a laugh on his face right and it almost looks i don't know like this is a different side of him like whatever you know he does is not on his mind right now like he's just so focused on poppy and being with her and i feel like we get you know a genuine look of happiness on his face here oh totally and i think also i'm thinking back to like the symbolism of the fact that this interaction is taking place in daylight previously most of the interactions took place at night and now this is like you know one of the first ones that's taking place in like bright sunlight okay so they, they ran out with mr chevy and this none that was true and the was this is like a very sunlit um, scene. So mm-hmm. I think like this is symbolizing like a happy time in the relationship, just like a fun, frivolous time. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. 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 And these panels also are highlighting um, the ring and bracelet that Tora usually wears mm-hmm. oh, as yes. well, which, which comes up later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then Poppy asks him, 
you know, oh, by the way, I just realized maybe also the, the balcony perspective, the, the scenes where we see like the building, maybe another reason that it's there is to provide this sense of airiness and freedom because, you know, there's, there's all this open air and maybe that's like symbolizing like they're in a very free part of the relationship where they're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> possible. So anyway, so she invites him up and, you know, she's a little nervous. She says, hey, um, since you're here, do you do you want to come up? But she does invite him, and that's sweet. And she says she'll unlock the gate for him. Wait a sec. And, you know, we see that she unlocks the gate. And then she says, are you in now? She's like, yeah, I'm in. Could have just climbed over. The walls are so effing low. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) And then he's like, just because I should, it doesn't mean I can't. Oh, nice one. (laughs) They're so cute. That little banter. Yeah. Although when I was reading this the first time, I was like, Tora, don't you need a park? You parked in front of a bus stop. I <laughs> don't you need to move the car? Yeah. <laughs> yep, he does not have much uh, reverence for rules, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. And, you know, now she asks, <laughs> she's like, actually, I was wondering if you could do me a favor if you have some time to spare. And then, of course, he grins and he's like, flavors, I love those. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> favors. Oh, this oh, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> That's the only thing to yes. word favor. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, I, I bet that uh, was on Lily's mind when she was writing this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So Poppy's laughing at him and, you know, chastising him. Oh, don't be a jerk. Come on up. I'm on the rooftop. Which, again, it's very nice to have. It's very nice to have this. Um, kind of like teasing relationship where she's able to like criticize him. I think it's very useful because a lot of people are just scared of Torah and she's not scared of Torah and she, she's able to have like the power dynamic to like tease him. So that must be refreshing to him. Yeah, definitely. It just shows her level of, how do you say it? Like how comfortable she is with him. Cause I know in my personal life, um, there are certain people that I just don't joke around with and it's those that I'm more most comfortable with that I'll like you know tease them a little like be a little bit mean you know what I mean <laughs> jokingly um, it's always the people that I'm most comfortable around like my friends um, my boyfriend there's even some family members that it's like very straightforward business no joking around no time for fun you know what I mean and it's usually those people that I'm like I want to talk to you for like two minutes and then I want to get away (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what Mindy was saying just to connect those two thoughts that like that's probably what Tora is used to I just (laughs) want to talk to you for two minutes and then get away exactly yeah like honestly (laughs) that'd probably be me if I ever saw Tora same (laughs) (laughs) And so yeah it's probably really refreshing for him and like um maybe new and um just to have someone that he can spend a little bit more time talking to yeah. in a more comfortable relaxed way yeah and he does it too i feel like with everyone well you see with his coworkers, he's very short he's kind of mean to them um mm-hmm. but he does tease poppy back i feel like he actually does most of the teasing <laughs> <laughs> yep so we see the security guard has come out of his his um, his booth and he has his hands on his hip. He looks mad. And the woman behind him, you know, which is like the woman that he was basically like cheating with. Um, she has her shirt open like she's buttoning her blouse. Um, 
so anyway, so the guy calls. He's like, hey, you. Right? And we know that he, he said, <laughs> I'll tell her. And she's like, oh, the woman's like, oh, God, careful. This man looks dangerous. And, you know, the guy is showing off. He's like, I'll handle him. Didn't you always say you wanted to watch me at work? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and his fly is open. And he just wants to, he's posturing. He wants to, you know, do a little bit of man-to-man conflict and show off to the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she clearly has more sense than the security guard because she's like, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Visiting someone opened the door for him. And Papa's like, Tori, what's wrong? I heard someone yelling. And he's like, he doesn't want to tell her. He's like, just some people passing by. And, you know, he just, he wants to keep this conflict, in, you know, with himself. And then he ends with the line that had all of us swooning. I'll see you in a bit, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end. Yeah, we were all so excited that he called her sweetheart. I mean, he had called her sweetheart in like Alice's restaurant. He's like, what about sweetheart? Should I call you sweetheart? Do you like that? And, you know, but, oh, we loved it that he called her sweetheart. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I'm like trying to hold in my squeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Alice's restaurant, it was definitely teasing her and like trying to get a rise out of her. But like right here, he looks really serious and he's like really with more affection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like he is the kind of guy who says sweetheart to women, like, if he's trying to, you know, like, with a purpose, like, he's trying to sweet talk them. But I still like it. I don't, I don't care if he's <laughs> I'm going to pretend that he's not a for Poppy. <laughs> I'll pretend with you. <laughs> Same. Yeah, so what do you guys think of the episode as a whole? Uh, go ahead, Shayla. Um, so I don't know. I just I love this episode, and I almost said it's one of my favorite ones, but that's a lie. They're all my favorite ones. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think my favorite part is kind of what we were talking about. So we get to see um, two very, I guess, my two favorite sides of Poppy and Tora. You know, Poppy is that nurturing person and she's that caregiver and I feel like that's emphasized a lot in this episode um and we also see that carefree side of Torah that I don't think I don't think you know he gets to experience that himself very often um he looks very carefree very open um like his guard is down um and I like that I feel like these two sides of them um we don't see obviously we see them with Poppy to a certain extent but I feel like it was emphasized a lot in this point in this uh, this episode, and that was my favorite piece of it that we got to see those sides of these two individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I just um, yeah. you're you're talking about his being carefree makes me realize. I don't think we discussed his outfit, but he's wearing you know he's he's fully covered up, even though Poppy is wearing you know bright colors and you know short clothes like loose clothing. He's fully covered up. He's wearing a sweatshirt. He's covering his face. He's wearing dark colors. So it does show that, like, you know, his his natural, you know, the pace that he comes from is is dark and covered up and where he has to stay in the shadows. But, yeah, I do think that he's, he's coming into Poppy's world, which is lighter and carefree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about his outfit also. Sorry, Shayla, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying I agree. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering because Poppy was saying it's so hot and that's like she was sweating and um, that's why she was wearing a tank top and her shorts. But then Tora arrives and he's 
So he's like covered head to toe. <laughs> he's got a sweater on. Um, so it probably does have a lot to do with the fact that like he has to keep himself closed off from people. He has to like hide himself and um, this dark colors probably represent like his dark world. But also isn't it, if it's supposed to be so hot, isn't he like boiling? Same here. Right? I know. I, I feel very hot looking at him and it's not because of how we look. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit because of how he looks, but also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, um, he mentions in an earlier chapter that he like has an, a cold to nurse. Mm. So maybe he's just still a little bit sick. That's true. I forgot about that. Hmm. Okay. Or maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Or maybe he's one of those weird people who somehow wears sweatshirts all the time and never feels hot. Yeah. I, I, I that too. <laughs> There's always that one person who just always wears sweatshirts and is never hot. okay and i just noticed maybe i'm looking at the wrong hand or maybe it's just like um i don't know shouldn't have been there but if you look at the last uh second to last panel where he's like some people passing by yeah there's no ring and no bracelet Hmm. yeah um, I don't know. I guess but we'll see by the next episode if he took him off, but <clears throat> I'm assuming it's probably an error. I don't, I don't recall him deliberately like, taking it off. I don't think it... We know he took it off yeah. when he was Alice's restaurant, but mm-hmm. I don't think here it's significant. I think it's probably just a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Them. I, yeah. So, Laura, how about you? Yeah. Your overall thoughts on this episode? Um, I thought it was super cute, and I really loved that Poppy is starting to admit to herself that she's attracted to Tora, even if she still doesn't want to think about it super long, or she, like, still gets really embarrassed by it. Um, And I think it's a nice, like, easy interaction between the two, and um, it's just really carefree and lighthearted, and it's a sweet episode. It is. But it still ends with... um that little piece that ends up that leads us to want more. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Conflict. We, we mentioned it, we were recording, I think episode 29 yesterday. And um, we mentioned how like the, you know, it started out, um, you know, happy and fluffy and then ended off serious and somber and, you know, with anxiety and, you know, there's a little bit of that here as well. And I mentioned how in Robert McKee's book story, which is all about story writing, he talks about how that's how you um, create, generate interest through scenes. The scenes have to start, they have to flip the emotion. You know, they have to, let's say, start positive and end negative or end negative and start, uh, start negative and end positive. And that's how, what keeps it fresh and compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lily does such a good job of like seamlessly flipping between those two. She really um, does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem forced at all. It's very natural flow of progression. And um, it I, I don't know, it's just really relatable because we as people go through our own ups and downs and it's not always happy or always bad. There's a, a mixture of both in life in general. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's like you're um, talking about the scenes, writing scenes, like that is just a reflection of life. And I guess that's why people like it so much, why it keeps people interested. 100%. Talk about the That's old time, how like midday populand is such a, it's it's good because it's a reflection of life. 
<laughs> that's what I tell my friends whenever they make fun of me and say that, you know, why am I reading a comic? I'm like, okay, uh, snob. <laughs> I was a snob too. So again, like I <laughs> oh, so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. That's fine. I was just feeling regretful okay. and I apologize to the world at large for being a snob before this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been trying to recruit my boyfriend uh, to read this with me and his two cousins. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if I drag them into this this with me. <laughs> yeah, I have to credit my husband for putting up with hours of me talking about Midnight Poppy Land and me like making the next <laughs> jokes all the time. I also call him <laughs> a lot whenever I'm trying to be funny and like pretend that <laughs> whenever I'm trying to like be like, oh, you're sexy, I call him Torah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> my, my husband is also six foot four and huge and broad but he um also never works out and he's blonde because he's dutch so um some physical characteristics yes some no and also my husband's a total mushball and not at all aggressive and intimidating so <laughs> but anyway but it's our joke and then but he reads it with me i'm I, I i read it by myself and then i like i shriek and i yell and i cry and i scream and then i read it with him afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so sweet <laughs> <laughs> Got to go through the motions first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, have to, I have to have like my private time. Like I take a shower, I'm in bed, it's quiet, and I need my like total absorption into like just reading the, the comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Laura and Shayla, for coming on and doing this podcast. It was really great. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank Thanks you for having, having us. us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It I was... really enjoyed talking about it. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Okay, I'll see you guys again later. All right, bye. All right, bye. Bye.